0: and federated insurance.
1: Welcome to the PCA's Women in Paint podcast. I'm Michael Cheney, the owner of No Drip Painting, where we are changing lives through paint. And I've got a treat for us today because I've got Julie Zamsky on here with me. She works for Sherwin-Williams. Julie, thanks for joining me. Thank you
2: so much for having me. I love the intro. I love yes. the intro. Got so, me all pumped
1: I, up. Yep. <laughs> now. On the audio side of things, I don't know if you're going to, be able to hear that intro, but just so everybody knows, we always start this podcast off with some Beyonce to get us hype, girls around the world, all the good stuff. Um, so Julie, give us an introduction. Tell us what your role is at Sherwin-Williams.
2: Thank you. So my role, so I'm Julie Zamsky, as you said before, my role with Sherwin-Williams is I am a marketing director and I focus mainly on the commercial space as well as the home builder or new residential space
1: um but yeah okay awesome um kind of give me you know i know i know you have big aspirations and you you've got a great career plan for yourself uh can you just kind of quickly tell me how you got into the world of paint um and then kind of maybe just briefly mention like what scientists some of your goals are in terms of your career and what you hope to get out of this industry we're in
2: Awesome. Well, I, so it's funny. I didn't know a lick about paint when I came into Sherwin-Williams. Um, I was going through school and my dad is a coal miner. Um, well, he was, he just retired as a coal miner. So I always knew that I kind of wanted to have like a hands-on job, but I knew I didn't want to go in the coal mine. Um, but I went to college and I just started kind of looking at different jobs. And at the time I was working at a large big box retailer and I was like, okay, I kind of like working with customers and this type of thing. And I had a couple of friends that actually worked for Sherwin-Williams and they said, hey, you know, you like to get your hands dirty. You like being, you know, um, hands on. You like talking to people. So why don't you consider working in Sherwin-Williams? And I was like, I don't know anything about paint. And they said, don't worry. Like, this is the best part. They're going to train you and teach you what you need to know. And as you talk to customers and get to know the field, you'll get more and more um, intel and more comfortable. And that's basically what happened. I kind of fell into paint a little bit, but um, it's been a great fit so far.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like most people I talk to that are in this industry in some way or another fell into paint. Most of us didn't grow up saying, hey, I want to be in the paint industry. But as you know, um, it's a great industry where we've got viable careers. You know, you've got kind of the corporate side of things like you. You've got business owners like me. We've got folks in the field. And uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. So thanks for sharing. Um, Let's quickly talk. So, you know, you're kind of in the new res and the commercial space. A question we often are getting on our Women in Paint Facebook page is, how can I, meaning the painting contractor, the painter, how can they get into the commercial world? I know you've got lots of information on that. So let's start breaking it down. So how, how would you answer that question? How can I, as a painting contractor, get into the commercial space?
2: So I think it takes a little homework on the business owner side of things as assessing the market and kind of understanding exactly what type of commercial Subsegment, do you want to get into? So, when I think commercial, there's so many different paths that you can go into, and you almost have to find your niche. So, yeah. if you look at large exterior repaints of like big apartment complexes, sometimes pi- people think those are commercial, right? Um, the other piece would be like HOAs, like large exterior repaints of HOAs, um, because you have to have multiple crews going and there's some design element to that with color. That could be considered commercial. Um, And then when you go into the big buildings that are being painted downtown, there's different facets to that. So um, you could talk about the floors, the concrete floors, the high performance floor coatings. That's a whole other segment of commercial. But then the beams, the steel beams that go up, the coatings that go on those, whether that's, you know, regular coatings or uh, fire text, um, stuff like that. I mean, that's a whole other segment there, not even just the halls and the walls, right?
1: Right.
2: So then you think about the halls and the walls. Like those are different types of coatings that go on there because they're designed, you know, for different, different people than what's in a regular home, right? We're not talking about kids throwing things on the walls. We're talking about people that maybe it's gonna be a school or a large apartment community where the hallways are gonna be really clean with chemicals or a Mm. hospital or things like that. Like there's so many different coatings, but come on. What I find is that those that really focus on one specific thing are the most successful because they really become experts of that. And then they can kind of market themselves to that in their, um, where they live. So let's just talk a minute about like apartment communities or like that type of thing, you know, exterior repaints. Um, That's like, there's organizations like National Apartment Association that you can be a member of to network with all of the apartment um, building owners as well as management companies to kind of start to get your foot in the door and kind of figure out, okay, like, who do I need to talk to? Um, The other thing would be, you know, talking to, with all of these segments, is talking to your Sherwin Williams rep or your manufacturer's rep, because we all have a network within our network. Mm -hmm. Another group that is super great at getting involved in as somebody that wants to maybe break into that exterior repaint seen is CAI, Condo Association Institute. What's very interesting is that is a group that focuses on like HOA repaints or management companies of HOAs. And they have so many different members from all over the country that you can really kind of tackle into a CAI chapter in your local market.
1: Okay. Okay. Right.
2: So there's that. Now, Okay. When we talk about industrial coatings and high performance flooring there's a few things that i like to touch in on this and we actually have some collateral that's coming out about building your business and kind of um getting you kind of the little key things with these segments but um basically you want to make sure first you're willing to invest in the proper um applicators or the proper equipment Mm. to apply these coatings So sometimes we're like, hey, I got a bunch of 440s or, you know, midsize pumps. Like what, you know, I can do whatever. No, like some of these coatings require larger pumps, maybe with more than one gun attached to them, maybe with larger um, orifices on the tips. Like there's so many different things that you have to look into. But um, focusing on one thing. So there's floors, high performance flooring. Now, this is something where I would highly recommend getting with your rep. Because we have specialized reps that focus on just the high performance flooring aspect of a commercial construction pro- mm. project. Sorry, can't talk. And what we do is we pair you up with that person and they'll walk you through all of the different coatings. They'll walk you through all the different equipment that you need to apply this. Because you have to think about little things like your crew that's applying this. I mean, they're going to need spiked shoes. They're going to need to know exactly how quickly they need to put this out before they have to get off of it. Right. So there's so many different facets to applying that coating that we just really want you to have that like an intro call with a high performance flooring rep to walk. Yeah.
1: So um, I, I can attest to Sherwin for for my business has been so essential in learning product knowledge and all that stuff. Now, we're not doing the industrial coatings like you mentioned, but if someone does want to get more information about the stuff you're talking about, do they just contact like their their Sherwin rep in their local area and say, I'm interested in this, and then they can make the connection?
2: Yes. So they will definitely make the connection um yeah just talk to your local rep and then just say hey i'm really interested in getting into floor coatings or something like that okay and they can connect you with the floor coatings representative that's in the market and they'll do yeah. like
1: okay meet and greet awesome i love that so you're bringing up some really good information so um this, this has been a, a hot topic that people have been asking over and over so i want to dig into a few a few things the one thing that i think is so um Spot on with what you're talking about is figure out what type of commercial you want because it's a huge category. I mean, it veers into this industrial stuff, which you know is a whole nother animal. I'll tell you what we've done at No Drip Painting to try and get into commercial because um, we're a high-end residential painting. You know, we do a lot of repaints and we work with high-end remodelers. Well, the commercial space operates completely differently, right? There's different price points. I mean, there's a whole learning curve on pricing. Um, Your margins are different. You know, our profit margins for high-end remodelers uh, for us are about 45%. And then when we get into a commercial space, it can be 30 to 25%. Um, So what we did is we kind of tiptoed into that space and we reached out to... Uh, GCs who yep. do smaller projects. So for example, there's a company in Columbus, Ohio, who does a lot of wineries mm-hmm. um, and breweries and things like that. And that's, they, they kind of like found a, a niche in that. Um, so we started working for them. And I do have to say, when you work at a brewery, it's pretty cool because oftentimes <laughs> they, they send you home with, with some of their, their freshly, you know, brewed, brewed uh, beer. But um, for us, that was a good way to tiptoe into it because they're not huge, huge projects, right? It's not $100,000 projects because when you get into the commercial, you're dealing with big prices, um, which also means... you've got to be able to charge on your account a lot of materials. And and so for us, we tiptoed into kind of this smaller commercial space where it still often is about building relationships with those GCs and those project managers. Um, and so we tiptoed into that and now we're kind of ready to expand. We're trying to get into some of the um, exterior um, multi-units, just like you talked about. So I think... You're right on with 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 saying, "Hey, figure out what type of commercial you want, and then you've got to get a plan to attack it." Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I'll say uh, that that we did years ago is we started doing sub work for a big um, con- commercial industrial painting company. Now today we don't do sub work, but. Back then, when we we started doing sub work with them, that was a huge learning curve for us because they were able to teach us um, the products and the application. Like you said, you know, you're doing these big exterior warehouses. You need different sprayers, right? You need sprayers that you can set up to a generator, and you're not plugging, you know, your extension cord into a, an outlet. Um, so for us, it was essential, and that kind of filled out our learning curve and it gives us, gave us a little bit of cushion so that we don't have the whole uh, brunt of the project on our shoulders. We've got a company who knows what they're doing to partner with, so I, I think it's fair to just kind of mention that. Um, yeah. You gave you gave some amazing resources here, so I'll have to make sure um, I can link to all of that. Um, any other thoughts that you might be able to share on this commercial space? Well, I love that you talked
2: about networking with the GCs because that's I was going to go that route and mm. When you get started, the better relationship you build with GCs, the the better you are, you know, and yeah. you're set up for success. Because even when you start pricing things out, your GCs will start to tell you, hey, you were too high on this or you were too low on this or this is what I'm seeing. Like you'll start to get pricing from them or like where you need to be, because we get that question a lot on our side. Like, well, how much do I charge per square foot? Or I mean, it varies. Mm. It varies on the application. It varies on where you are in the country, let alone the city. Um, so there's some different facets to that. So I definitely think that that was great advice and I'm glad that you're doing that.
1: Yeah. And you know what? You're, you're right on with the pricing because you know what we do, we, we kind of just come at things with full transparency. Mm-hmm. If we're trying to get into something new, we just tell the folks we say, Hey, you know, here's what we can do. We're ready to take this on. Uh, please give me feedback on pricing. And when you're with like a, a reliable, reputable, I think GC, they're, um, they want to be instrumental in your growth, right? Generally speaking. And so they are willing to give the pricing and, and help you understand that because the pricing piece is, is a, a tough one to, to understand. And, it, you know, it, t- it takes a long time to really grasp onto that. Um, in terms of, well, I'll, here's another thing I'll say. Um, the cool thing that I have found about Working with the GCs, in our case, the smaller um, general contractors, is that we can look them up online and get an address to their office and go and show up. Whereas in the residential repaint space, the most difficult piece is to find the homeowner, right? It often takes money, you know, with your marketing. Um, you've got to get in front of them once you have exhausted your word of mouth um, referrals. So, the other um, thing that is appealing to me with the GCs is that you can look them up, you can go right to their office and you can kind of make that pitch and sell your business, you know, right, right to the folks that are making the decisions.
2: Yeah. And I, and I also kind of wanted to just piggyback a little bit on like, Hey, you've, you built yourself a nice established business and you're starting to branch off. Sometimes I think I, well, I see companies like try to jump into like one big commercial project before they're ready. And I mean, I've seen businesses fall apart because they coded something incorrectly or they tried to do something Mm -hmm. and it didn't work out. And then they had this huge complaint. They had to go back and recode everything for nothing. And, um, you know, just make sure you're ready. Make sure you're ready to invest in this. Make sure you're ready that that you have enough people to do that. Right. And then
1: absolutely. I
2: mean, that's I think that's key.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, great advice Um, in terms of the commercial world. And this might be me, you know, projecting my own experiences. But do you find at any point it being challenging for you in that world and even in the new res because you're a female? Absolutely.
2: Are you kidding? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I so coming up through Sherwin Williams and, you know, I've I've been in different markets, started Columbus, went to Milwaukee um, back here in Cleveland now today. But I mean, I was in the field. I was district manager, sales rep, all the things. And even I was in multifamily, too, for a while um, as a sales manager. but. It's interesting. This segment in particular was always the very, the most intimidating to me because most of the large businesses have been run by non female leaders, right? So or um or have been their family businesses, and it's been like the men in the business that have built the business, right? Um, yeah. I wouldn't say it's, it's definitely challenging, but I also feel like it's more of a mind challenge because I did find that once I got in and I started to get to know the companies and the business owners and work with my reps, like, you know, I felt like it was a little more in my head than I needed to be because I think we all go into positions or get in front of people and we do have the knowledge and we doubt ourselves. Mm-hmm. But because someone just gives this uh, persona when you walk in, you're like, oh my gosh, guy hates me. Right. (laughs) Um, but I, and I do, you know, from a contractor side, I mean, I know there's different examples of painting companies that women have, you know, paved the way. I mean, we think about, um, you know, there'll be some others featured on these podcasts, I'm sure, but there's one group in Wisconsin and it's all female or female led, um, commercial painting company. And it's so cool to see, like I walked in that office and I'm like, heck yeah, you know, so the demographics are changing slowly, but surely, but, um, it is, it is intimidating. I will say.
1: Yeah. Intimidating and man, self-doubt is such a killer, isn't it?
2: Yes. We, we shoot ourselves in the foot the minute we walk in the door just because, yeah.
1: yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I I I love that. That's that's awesome. Do is there? I know this is a loaded question, but what? How do you overcome that? How, how do you? You know, I mean, I I face I face this all the time. I yeah. will say that in the residential repaint world, I find that being a female is well receptive with homeowners, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, often the perception is women are more detailed, they're more trustworthy. Um, people feel safe with you being in their home, and so I think in that realm it's it feels like an advantage sometimes. But then you're right, you get over into the commercial space, and there there are a lot of men working in there uh, in in that arena. What what do we do? What what have you done? What tools have you done to overcome that self-doubt and and try and get past that intimidation fact that certainly exists.
2: So I definitely over communicate. Um, and I do, th- I did that more often than not in the commercial, in this commercial role, because you have to. Um, and that's not, I don't, I think you just have to one, because these business owners are really busy. Yeah. Um, but two, just to make sure that you kind of keep putting yourself out there to stand out. But I mean, I'll go back to even when I was working in the paint store. I mean, somebody would come in with a sprayer, And they would look at my part-timer who was a guy and they just say, Hey, can you help me with this? It's not working. Right. And they completely ignored me. He's like, you know, my just hired part-timer and I'm the store manager. And I was like, go ahead, let him try to help you, you know? And then he couldn't. So then I was like, well, let's check it out here. And then I like kind of proved to them like, Hey, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, Yeah. So I think just being really educated and the mm-hmm. needs and wants of your customers is key and then if you do need to follow up on something you make sure you follow up when you say you're do what you say you're going to do that's you yeah. know everybody says that um and then maybe go above and beyond like i would always do like an extra follow-up like a week after hey did you review what i sent you or did that work or how'd that project go and just making sure that constant communication is there and um being like being prepared like when you're in your case, like if you're walking in to talk to a GC, like knowing what projects they're usually working on or what Mm -hmm. areas helps, you know, you go in and you're prepared. You're like, Hey, are you doing another brewery over by London, Ohio or wherever it is? Right. Um, I just think the more prepared you are more educated, you are challenge yourself to over communicate a little bit. I think that help goes a long way
1: yeah wow that that is great insight um i'll tell you one thing that has worked well for me is i'm part of a group called women in construction and i know they have this group you know throughout the united states and the cool part about that group for me is that i've been able to go to the group and connect with women who are working for those gcs yeah who often are the ones that are making the decision on who the painter is right and um If you just walk into someone's office you might not find that person but if you purposely seek out some of these networking groups that are female oriented then you often can get the right connection and that to me is just amazing and one reason it's so cool is because these women in these groups are also used to working with a lot of men. Yes, and they 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 will jump at the chance to work with a with a woman. Um, I'll say that you do. I feel like you know we need to show up. We need to bring it, um, and when we get the opportunity, we need to nail it. Um, but is has has that kind of been your experience too with with making kind of some of those connections?
2: Absolutely. Yep. And I think you know there it goes a long way. If, if you show up and you show out right so yeah i think that you said it perfectly
1: yeah um how would would someone like me how, how do we try to understand what is being projected for the market like if we're like hey you know i want to get into the commercial sector but what are what are the the bigger companies projecting is it a, a viable path um pre COVID and all the other crazy things that go in to our economy and political uh setting how can like someone like me figure out should i be pursuing this or is it better to to go towards homeowner repaints can you kind of give a little bit of insight to that yeah i
2: you know there's so many resources out there but on a big scale and you can kind of break it down on their website so there's the dodge construction network website And they do forecasting and they do public newsletters and they break down a lot of the markets. Like, hey, these are the top 10 hot markets or these are where people are going or this, you know, they do a really nice job of really breaking it out. So um, that's construction.com. So that's the Dodge Network Um, on the home builder side. There's some home builder information in there, but then um, NAHB.com. So National Association of Home Builders. Um, what's nice is that in there you can kind of see, I know we didn't talk too much about new residential yet or anything, but yeah. I always like tell people don't look so much at like the, obviously look at the production builders and what they're doing. But when you're looking at breaking into that market segment, if you're really wanting to do that, look at that custom builder, or that small regional builder line, because yeah. it lines up very well with residential repaint. Um, because they want the nicer colors. They want the nicer products. You know, they want to pay the money for that. Um, they want their clients to have that homeowner satisfaction, you know? So, um, those are two really awesome places to look for information of what's happening in the markets around the country.
1: Okay. Good deal. You're full of all the great resources. Um, since we brought up new res, tell me what some of the, maybe, um, caution points would be for someone wanting to get into it. You kind of mentioned that on the commercial side, you know, there's equipment you really need to understand the market commercial space is so big. What would you say about new res, uh, that can help us determine if it's a fit?
2: I think that it's the same sort of situation. You know, we've got different types of builders. Um, you know, you have the big national builders where, you know, you've got production crews and they go out and they spray some houses and they get out like in the lot. And, um, if you have the manpower that and you want to maybe get people into that, that's you could do that. Um, I really like to gear people towards those smaller builders that are local in your communities. And the builder, there's always a local builder show in a lot of the communities. So I know you're in Columbus, so Columbus has a builder show that you can walk through and network and make you know make connections. Like finding those small to regional builders is just such a great little niche to get into especially when you're starting to get into that
1: i love that i'm over here just taking notes just so you know every every time i'm not looking at the screen i'm over here taking notes so um okay this is awesome so to kind of wrap things up um You know, one thing that has kind of been a topic that seems to surface a lot with women is how we take care of ourselves, right? Yes. Um, Can you um, talk about kind of some things that you do for yourself that keep you energized, that keep you, you know, wanting to show up every day, and uh, kind of talk about that for me? Yeah, sure. I know you uh,
2: follow my Zumba page. (laughs) Um, Just on for my personal mental health. Three nights a week, I teach a Zumba fitness class um, at three different facilities, but that is my way to let my hair down and just shake it out and have fun with people. Um, it also, it's really nice because I'm changing lives in that in that case. A lot of people have never danced before. A lot of people mm-hmm. maybe don't like to work out. I mean, I've kind of given them that gateway into exercise with this program, which I love, um, but that's that's kind of how I de-stress. And I also, I would say in the past, I would say in the past five years, cause I've been with sure one now 17 years, but I would say in the past five years, I've really started to like allow myself to like really like take vacations and really like plan them out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I would just jam them in when I could, I'm like, Oh, I can put it in here because of this, or I could, this is a month where we're not so busy. I can do it here. But now I'm like, okay, strategically, with the vacation time i have like where how many times a year can i do this you know how can i break up the year and just really like allow myself to have that time off you know and it absolutely took me a long time to get to that point i think we all kind of go it. we all go into all of our jobs like hey like i gotta go, go 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 and you know it's great but i think past five years is really i've really like made a focus on like hey julie like you gotta turn it off a little bit
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm kind of at that point in my life and I even find my team where I just had this conversation today where, um, my project manager, she, she's off on Monday and we're on a call and she said, I'm off on Monday, but if you want, I can still go do this site visit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The point is, is that you need to be off. You need to take that time for yourself and literally check out. We got this while you're gone. And, um, it is a hard thing to wrap your mind around to really just uh, stop. You know, take some time for yourself. Um, so I love that you're doing it. I love that you're doing it with Zumba and you're killing it. I, I follow those videos. You're a rock star. Uh, and I always wonder, like, do you have to be able to dance to get in a Zumba class or is it okay? Like for someone like me that cannot dance. It's all levels. All class. levels. Okay, cool. It's awesome. a,
2: like, when I um, open up my class, I always say, listen, you know, thank you for coming. And just so you know, there are no wrong moves, only unexpected solos. And we love unexpected. <laughs> Expected solos. It's fine. Like this, it's a judgment-free zone. The community is very, um, forgiving and yeah, we're not trained to dancers by any means.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Now, are you going to be at the first ever women in Paint event in Nashville? That is my plan. Okay. Awesome. Well, I hope that I can connect with you again then, um, man, you provide some great information and I appreciate it so much and uh thank you and i hope to see you in nashville so thanks for joining me today yes of course thank you all right awesome for everyone listening please join our facebook page women and paint and you will also find a link to the event in nashville that is going to be amazing we've got some uh just remarkable speakers and i don't know maybe Julie will bust out some zumba while we're there we'll we'll see we'll keep you posted on that all right until next time thank you